everybody um this is joel pulliam with another episode of the first and 15 podcast um for those who don't know the first uh comes from the first amendment the right to free speech and the 15th comes from the 15th amendment which is the right to vote and um i've, I've worked in like voter protection and I, i'm trying to dedicate i want to dedicate my life to, to advocacy and um i thought a podcast was a great way to do it i'm not really a podcast person per se that's not really my thing but um, I believe you use whatever avenue possible to get your message out. So uh, thank you all for listening. Today, we're going to talk about um, South Carolina. Uh, as you see, the title is Carolina on my mind. Uh, for those who don't know, um, I was I live in Virginia now. Um, I was born in Detroit, Michigan, uh, but moved down to South Carolina when I was around seven years old um, and was raised there. And my mom, she's from South Carolina. Her side of the family is from South Carolina, and um, so it's, it's near and dear to my heart. And what I wanted to talk about first was um, there's a high school called Chapin High School. Right, right? next to it. Um, I grew up in Richland County, and right next to it is Lexington County. And um, Chapin's in Lexington County. And um, there was a report that I read yesterday that um, students... I guess they reported their teacher or complained about their teacher for teaching a lesson on racism. Um, I know. And uh, I guess the class was preparing to read Between the World and Me, uh, which actually is a a title of, I think, the second episode of this podcast. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the guy who wrote it, Ta-Nehisi Coates, um, a black author. And um, I guess the students... They claim that they they had to watch two videos, right, about, you know, background about racism in America and that the students complained that while watching it, it made them uncomfortable and ashamed to be Caucasian. Um, I'm, To be honest with you, I, no, it is, I don't even have to preface it by saying to be honest with you, this makes no sense to me. Um, teaching about racism, it, really, we shouldn't even have to say it, but I'm going to say it again. Teaching about racism is not a thing of, oh, it's going to make me feel ashamed to be a white person. It's history. It is what it is. Uh, this country has a lot to be ashamed of. I mean, I don't think anyone saying a present day child had slaves or were, you know, a part of Jim Crow. So I just feel like that's a way and probably their parents and, and just America has indoctrinated white people to any indictment on whiteness in this country or the history of whiteness, they have to disregard it because it means that uh, we're, we're, we're indicting them and that they're responsible for all the ills. And I just think it's a cheap way out of, of holding this country accountable and actually having hard conversations. I, I, I just think um, it, it really it's ignorant to and I'm you know I'm not trying to rag on kids but I just think it's ignorant because uh no that book isn't dealing with that and I, I'm just tired of you know you hear critical race theory everywhere you know in America there are different states like uh you know Florida Oklahoma Arizona some other states including the state of South Carolina that uh they don't specifically say banning critical race theory but they ban the teaching of racism Right. And what's funny is that uh, now they don't ban the teaching of history that would offend other people. You know, I'm from South Carolina and, you know, I'm trying I'm a segue real quick. I'm from South Carolina and we actually have a, a, a state 
Museum, right, in Columbia. And they don't care that they have a whole floor dedicated to Confederate war, quote-unquote, heroes to them because they're not heroes, they're traitors. But black people are just supposed to just accept that and, you know, take in the history. But we can't tell real history if it offends white people. And I'm just, you know, at this point, I'm not even trying to convince anybody. I'm just letting the people who 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 know what's up know what's up, like what's going on. But people are willfully ignorant in this country. And um, you just got to keep on doing what we do. Uh, but, yeah, the State Museum, yeah, it has a whole floor dedicated to it. And what's funny is that I actually wrote the State Museum um, a few years back. I emailed them, I think, twice because... I was concerned that, or not even concerned, I was just angry that black people got, we get, if you ever visit State Museum of South Carolina, we have like a hut, like a, a slave hut, and shoes made by an enslaved person. And that's really about it, and a wax uh, figure, like a wax statue of an enslaved person. And that's it. Now, we are the ones who built that state. You know, my ancestors built that state. And for that's just so disrespectful to just give us a corner. Not only that, movie, even slavery deserves its own floor, but all the other contributions black people from South Carolina made since slavery and nothing. But we'll have Confederate war heroes. I mean, even Native Americans got like a small, I mean, they didn't really get anything either. And they're the original people in South Carolina. Uh, so... That shows you, growing up in that state, a part, the oppression also comes from, they they don't like to acknowledge their past, right? South Carolina, the people at the top don't like to acknowledge, it, it is Charleston, the main port for the slave trade. I mean, Fort Sumter, start of the Civil War. South Carolina, the first state to secede from the Union. They don't like to take responsibility. Emmanuel 9, South Carolina has an awful, awful record when it comes to race and racism. And they try to cover it up. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a nasty relationship because I love my home state, but they can't move any further. They, they, they. We're always we've always been in the bottom five of Eddie every category, whether it's like poverty, whether it's education, all these things. Anywhere where diversity is is tampered, where it's it's not appreciated to where there's oppression, suppression, there's no growth there. And it's not a coincidence. That's just the way it like when racism is flourishing in a place. Oppre- the oppressor doesn't understand that it 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 hurts you. You know, there there's a reason why states like North Carolina or Virginia can get more businesses to come there, and South Carolina can't. I remember as a kid, I I moved down to South Carolina when I was seven years old, and I remember a short time later, there was this huge battle because they they put the Confederate flag at the state house, right? And we're talking about nearly 150 years after the end of the civil war and they're still fighting this and what happened was that uh in the city of columbia 
I remember the NCAA tournament could never come there because they they boycotted ever going to a place where there was a Confederate flag flying. And what I where it hurt Columbia is that you know other cities surrounding areas got these tournament games. They got those business deals, and but being ignorant, you know the state the state's capital lost out on so many opportunities to grow and progress and you know i mean now we you know that the flag's down you know there's been a, a little bit of progress but you're you're starting back and so the state i don't know one thing i get frustrated because the state of south Carolina has wonderful people you know i have family there friends there wonderful wonderful people but terrible terrible leadership and the foundation of that state is built all wrong and, you know, sometimes I want to be like, y'all, it can be better than this. You know, you deserve better leadership than what you've gotten. South Carolina has some of Henry McMaster is a disgrace to the office. You know, he let out a statement yesterday defending uh, Donald Trump when it came to the indictment. I'm like, what does that that doesn't even concern you. But this is it's, it's all a game. Lindsey Graham, a game. Tim Scott. I have a lot to say about him, but a game. But I don't, you know, want to get carried away. I, I, I just think it's a farce. Great people, but terrible leadership. Just terrible, terrible leadership. And they haven't, uh, me and my my family always talk about the resources that are in the state. I mean, you have mountains in the upstate. You know, you got Myrtle Beach and Charleston. You know, you have all these natural resources and potential, but you'll never tap into it. Because you have racists at the top. And you have some people just who are okay with it. Not in the sense they support, but like they don't want to ruffle any feathers. And also the difference, you know, putting the political cap on. You know, people wonder, well, how come Georgia, you know, can turn blue? And how come, you know, a state like North Carolina can somewhat be purple? Well... Black people are going to vote a lot of times for Democrats, you know. But the difference also is in, in voting for liberal politicians, progressive politicians, is that it comes down to white people within a state. How many college-educated white people? Like, that's just politics, right? And the the policies in South Carolina don't lend themselves to a lot of college-educated white people moving back. So, you know, you have the Triangle Research Area in North Carolina. You have Atlanta. In Georgia, you don't have really anything like that in South Carolina, and that's also the problem. And so that that hurts. But also, I mean, there are tough conversations, and, I, and I'm going to say this, and I'm, I'm only going to talk about it just a little bit because it's not the main problem. I've worked with the Democratic Party of South Carolina, and they're wonderful people who are uh, fighting for people, so I'm not disparaging them in that way. But I do think there's a tendency to play it safe. And I just would argue states don't change like that. There has to be something to inspire people to change. There can't, like, if you're going to go down, and I'm not saying, like, oh, you're going to lose, but if you're going to go down, you at least want to inspire the next generation to stand up. That's how you build long-lasting change. But if people believe, like, oh, it just always be the same, it's the same ideals, even some of the candidates, I'm not here to disparage any candidates specifically. I would like to see candidates that reflect the base a lot more in South Carolina. 
Um, it should be more black. I, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I, I know Bakari Sellers ran for lieutenant governor some years back, but a lot of times those statewide offices, they're not black people being pushed. So you're not going to get people off the sidelines. You know, maybe some some black people who don't vote regularly. You're not getting them off the sidelines, and there lies the problem. Playing it safe, I just don't think it defeats people like Trump. I don't think it defeats racism and white supremacy. It's just never happened that way. And we talked about this. There has to have been radical change and people who inspire people to create radical change. I'm going to tell you a little story. And I've said this before also, is that I remember being uh, the Democratic Party and we were going out to canvas in Arthurtown. And those who are from Columbia know where Arthurtown is. Um, it's, it's, it's low income, but wonderful people. And we were supposed to go knock on doors. And I remember overhearing like white people who were with us, like, oh man, I don't want to go there. And, and, and it was just like, okay, so what, what are you going to do? Just not speak to the very people that you're trying to win over. My dad, he's a pastor. And he always said, you know, you can't hate your harvest. And he was speaking of people, the people you're trying to win over to, to, for you to help, you can't be afraid to go talk to them or, or, oh, I don't, I'm too good to go talk to them. Then, okay, what are we even doing this for? We're just wasting people's money. And I do believe the good old boy system hurts even those on the side of good. You know, the the whole, uh, just the recycling of the same leadership and the recycling of the same policies. You got to try for something different. Like if you're going to go for it, you got to go for it, right? Why lose and play it safe when it's like, it's like when you're going against, you know, if, you know, sports analogy, if you're going against Georgia or Michigan or something like that, and, and you have a, a team, go blue, but if you have a team that <laughs> that's not so good, you're not going to, like, run. At least it's not it, it's not smart to just, oh, I'm going to run a, a, a clock control offense where we, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust. Nah, you need to take chances. When you look at great upsets, basketball football hockey doesn't matter you have to take chances you have to just go all out or you're gonna lose because they have more talent like they have more resources than you not saying that republicans have more talent but they have more resources in the state you have to take a chance i just feel like the people deserve better man and i feel like some people are okay with losing as long as they keep where they're at and i just don't believe in that i mean not only from a competitive sense but Forget that. It's people. You know, I think of back in my family. I think of all the other families like this, where for all the years they've taken to build that state, being enslaved, having to work sharecropping. My grandma had to leave school to, like, pick cotton. Like, it's not just for me or, or for the present-day people. It's for everyone who's been before us, who's had to endure Nah, we going all out and we're going to tell the truth. I remember being on the voter protection unit and being told, like when we were talking specifically to black people, like, hey, we don't need to do that. And I'm like, what? Like, you got to have moral courage. What are we talking about right now? If we don't have the strength to say, like, black people are the ones being, you know what I'm saying, oppressed and suppressed when it comes to the vote. What are we talking about? If we can't even 
No, I maybe we just come from a different. I just believe you got to tell the truth. It is what it is. And that you got to have courage in order to defeat evil. You can't have it both ways. Either you go you go get it or you don't. And just morally, I just think the people deserve a lot more, man. And and I'm not one of these people who like there are people who who left the south or people who've never been there and they just look down the leadership is bad down south. The people aren't bad. The wonderful people, man. People just need to be free, you know? Free to have unions. You know what I'm saying? Free to do whatever they want. You know, free free to, to live a prosperous life and not be held back because of racism. You know, and in South Carolina, it's been under Henry Master. It's, whoo! These last 20 years... I remember when Jim Hodges, like, I think he's the last Democratic statewide, like the statewide, and that's that's been a long time ago. And so in these last 20-so-odd years, it's really gotten worse. And um, I just want people to see, like, I hate to say wake up, like, but see what's happening in the state. Uh, even when it comes to 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 the to the critical race theory and and trying to ban teaching racism in schools, even when it comes to abortion, they just passed a six week abortion ban. Now you know, thank God that you know a judge put a temporary halt to that, you know, to bring it before the Supreme Court. But just think how crazy that is, and that in order to I hate to even just say MAGA because this is America. This is the history of America. Like the bigotry ain't start with Trump. Like he's totally ramped it up. But to please a base that's hungry for, I hate to say hate, but yeah, hungry for hate. The Republicans are trying to pass any and everything they can to oppress people. And I just want people in South Carolina just to know, you know, that we're, we're behind them, but that everybody's going to check in. And really see what's happening around them. Of course, we we had the the Cyrus Belton shooting a couple of weeks back. <laughs> These things are happening everywhere, but in South Carolina, it's really bad. And that sometimes when you're in it for a long time, not that you don't realize it. It's just I hate to say you become numb to it, but I've lived there. You you somewhat become numb to the pain and the injustice and I just want people to know that it doesn't have to be that way and that um, you really need to hold politicians accountable and hold institutions accountable even you know it's funny even when it comes to like sports and stuff I always say this about the south especially like the SEC country you could really hold you could really really influence state politics by just college athletes being very like selective of where they go of, of realizing their own power i remember mississippi uh, a mississippi state football player helped start the movement or it's always been around but helped put pressure on the ncaa and the sec to to put pressure on the state of mississippi to change their state flag so you see that you have power as athletes. And, you know, I want to challenge athletes in South Carolina. You know, I love the state of South Carolina, but if you really want to put pressure on people, think about boycotting schools or sitting out 
And and I think the state as a whole needs to look at that. Those on the side of good are withholding dollars from places and and from institutions that help prop up leaders who oppress you. And again, the method of it, you know, you probably want to leave to the people who are still living there, you know, but something needs to be done. Um, that I do know. Um, and again, I love South Carolina. I love the people. I love, I, I just think they're wonderful people down there that deserve better. And um, it's not just South Carolina, but South Carolina is near and dear to my heart. So, um, but that being said, um, I love everyone who's listening to this podcast. I love everybody. But um, just remember that it's okay to be upset with the way things are. Um, because passion only means that you're still alive. Thank you for listening. God bless. 